Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. You can actually remain seated. Lift your Bibles high. The confession of faith is over, champ, at the bottom of the screen. Lift your Bibles high or your hands high. And let's make our declaration together. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word. This is the lamp to my feet and light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I pray that you customize, celebrate this word for us, your people, that we move and walk on the things that you have ordained. Father, stir us today. I said, Father, stir us today. I said, stir us today. I said, stir us today. I, I break lethargy. I break laissez-faire. I break settling. I break an average mentality. I take authority over this atmosphere and say, God, stir us today. Why? So that we leave this place not only inspired, but that we leave this place informed so that we will walk out of here and rule and reign and conquer and subdue. I thank you that it is so and it's happening right now in Jesus' name. Can you release one great big praise right there, church? Just the voices. Release one big praise right there, church. Why'd you stop? That's how I know it's manufactured. Stop. Totally off. Watch this. On the count of three, I need everybody to get out of your seat and release a praise. Watch this. It's the, it's the sacrifice. Say the sacrifice of praise. Say it again. Say the sacrifice of praise. That, that means, watch this, you forget how you feel, you, you don't care who's around you, you just want God to know that you're thankful. On the count of three, I want you to release that praise. One, two, three, release it. Come on and release it. Come on and release it. Come on and release it. Come on, praise him. Come on, 915. Come on, clap your hands, all you people. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Somebody holler, thank you, Jesus. Say it again, say, thank you, Jesus. 
Now that the atmosphere is right, you can be seated. Watch this. We're in week three of our series called Harvest at the Movies, and we've learned that natural things can show us spiritual principles. Week one was The Lion King. Has anybody seen the remake yet? Is it good? All right, good. I, didn't, I don't know. I ain't seen it. All right, last week was Coming to America. Today, we're visiting Marvel. We're going to go to Marvel Comics today. Uh, 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 this is the story of uh, one of the X-Men's most beloved characters, Jean Grey. We're going Dark Phoenix today. Somebody say Dark Phoenix. Uh, now, check this out. During a life-threatening uh, threatening rescue mission in space, Jean is hit by this cosmic force that transforms her into the, one of the most powerful mutants of all. Let me stop right there because I can preach this movie, uh, listen, just from the summary. Sometimes it is the most devastating thing that becomes the most defining thing. Sometimes it is the most disappointing thing that becomes the most defining thing. Can I tell you, you needed your valley because it's the thing that made you get to your mountain. Can I tell you that you needed to be hurt because it's the thing that helped you the most. Can I tell you that you needed to be betrayed? Why? Because that betrayal was the thing that got you to the cross. Can I tell you, you needed to be disappointed by those people so you learned the traits of that type of person to not trust them again. Please hear me. The thing that was set up to be your worst is the thing that's actually working for your best. That's why Joseph said, what you meant for evil, come here, God turned it for my good. Is there anybody that can give God praise that he's turned what was meant for evil for your good? What was supposed to shut you down actually set you up? What was supposed to make you quit is what actually gave you the fire to keep on going? I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, it was for my good. Now check this out. She's wrestling. She's wrestling with this increasingly, watch this, unstable power. Watch this. This is a unique turn we're going. Because watch this. This woman is now going through this experience that has given her power that makes her more powerful than every other mutant. The problem is, is that now, watch this, she's dealing with this increasingly unstable power because she's wrestling with her own personal demons. Shut up. I don't mean shut up literally, it's a figure of speech. Check it out. The issue is, is that now she's out of her valley, but she doesn't know how to manage the mountain. She's out of her struggle, but she doesn't know how to manage success. See, I need you to realize we're about to go somewhere good today. You ain't never heard this word before. Could it be that the reason that some things are on delay is because God says you don't know how yet to handle what it is you asked me for? See, she's out of this uh, defining situation that has now made her more powerful than everybody else. You're sitting next to somebody that if you knew their full testimony, you say, how are you even standing today? How are you even sitting in here today? How haven't you lost your mind? If you knew the hell that they had to go through, even over the last seven days, you'd be like, it's amazing that you could stand up and shout and give God glory and give God praise. But you're sitting next to somebody that was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to you ain't sitting next to chump change you ain't sitting next to a failure you ain't sitting next to a mistake but now that she's the most powerful mutant she's dealing with in increasingly unstable power because while she's got power she's also battling her own internal problems She's got power, watch this, but she's also battling her own internal demons. Hear me, sometimes what God will do to show you you is to give you you. Sometimes what God will do to show you yourself is to give you people that are just like you so that you can see you. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Watch this, such a neighbor say, we're going somewhere. Jean, she starts to spiral out of control. And she begins to tear the X-Men family apart. And she threatens to destroy the very fabric of our planet. Check this out. Her problems are ruining everything around her. 
Could it be, watch this, that the issue ain't your relationship, it's you? Could the issue be that it's not your money, but it's you? Could it be that the issue isn't your health, it's you? Could the issue actually not be outside of you? Could the issue actually be inside of you? Would you touch your neighbor and say, please check yourself? Now, now check this out. See, spirals out of control. You know what's interesting to me? Anybody remember the movie Free Willy? Y'all remember Free Willy? Okay, check this out. Y'all remember how Free Willy, his dorsal fin, that's the fin at the top of the killer whale, how it was like, mm. Like, it's supposed to be like, mm, but it was like, mm. I need you to make the noise with me. It's supposed to be like, mm, but it's like, mm. it's supposed to be, but it's na 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 na. Got it? Now, here's what's amazing about that. What's amazing about that is the reason that his dorsal fin began to slump was because he was depressed because of his confinement. Shut your mouth. Animals can actually go through some similar emotions as human beings. So watch this. Keiko was the name of the whale. He ends up becoming depressed because he's taken out of the wild, large environment that he's used to. And he's now placed in an environment that's now everywhere he turns. Watch this. There's boundaries. Everywhere he turns, he can't relate to nobody because nobody thinks at his level. Shut your mouth. Every time he goes somewhere, watch this. He's hitting a wall, hitting a wall, hitting a wall, hitting a wall, hitting a wall. And what's unique about it is that eventually he becomes depressed so that his dorsal fin slumps over. And what's unique about the dorsal fin is the dorsal fin is used to stabilize. So what ends up happening is that whales, watch this, or fish whose, uh, whose dorsal fins are slumped over, they begin to destabilize, watch this, themselves, so that the way they die is often that they spin out of control and go into a suicide. Why? Because, watch this, because what they are dealing with, they've not learned how to master it internally, so it ends up destroying them externally. I wish you'd lay your hands on yourself and say, this is not breaking me down. I need somebody that's been dealing with some things that have been putting pressure on you to lay your hands on yourself and say, this is not tearing me down. What's unique about this movie, Dark Phoenix, is the culmination of 20 years of X-Men movies. X was given uh, to the X gene that made this uh, distinct group of beings the X-Men. It was what made them mutants. It's what made them slightly beyond normal human beings. And as the family of mutants, watch this, uh, uh, this was the most emotional uh, movie yet. And in fact, it makes them face the most devastating enemy yet, one of their own. Your greatest enemy will never be a stranger. Your greatest enemy will never be a stranger. They're going to be somebody you know. They're going to be somebody you work with. They're going to be somebody that's got your name. They're going to be somebody that's in your bloodline. They're going to be somebody you used to be friends with. I wish you stopped acting surprised when you see that your enemy's actually sitting at your table. They've got to deal with one of their own. And there's so many ways I could teach you this movie, but I want to focus on one key principle we can learn from this movie. Here it is. This is the only point of the message, but we're going to unpack it, but it's the only point of the message. Don't let your rise be your downfall. I'm going to say it again. Don't let your rise be your downfall. I'm going to say it one more time because maybe you can't hear me. Don't let your rise be your downfall. Now, now, now check this out. Don't let the absence of a struggle get you shut down. The main character is called a phoenix. Shout phoenix. phoenix. Now, all y'all did was say it loud. I said shout it. Phoenix. Which finds its meaning from classical mythology. It's a unique bird that after, watch this, burning itself. A phoenix will literally put itself in the fire. 
That's crazy. A, a phoenix wasn't placed in the fire. A phoenix, watch this, it wasn't subjected to the fire. A phoenix would find a fire and then get in it. That's amazing because a phoenix would torture itself. Some of the issues you're dealing with are self-torture because you won't forgive. Some of the issues you're dealing with are self-torture because you keep sorry, sloppy people around you. Some of the issues you're dealing with are self-induced. Y'all ain't talking to me. Preach. Watch. After burning itself, it would rise from the ashes with renewed youth to live through another cycle. Phoenix means to rise. And simply something or someone is called a phoenix if they're regarded as uniquely remarkable in some respect. Now, here's the truth. You're sitting next to somebody remarkable. I, I wish you would look at your neighbor, give him a fist bump, give him a hand clap, give him a pat on the back, do something, and just say, you are remarkable. Don't you let the devil tell you you're not. Don't you let your circumstances tell you you're not. Don't you let those folk that can't stand you tell you you're not. You are remarkable. After all the hell you've been through, you keep rising. After all the drama you've been through, you keep rising. Is there anybody that can give God five seconds of glory that you keep rising? Keep rising. I keep rising. I keep rising. I keep rising. Somebody shout, I keep rising. I want to preach right through there. And every time you get knocked back down, somehow you keep rising. Every time you say, I can't take this no more, you keep rising. Every time the enemy pushes you into a wall, you keep rising. Somebody shout, I keep rising. Here's the problem. With an increase, watch this, of anything can come internal instability, which can create external instability. And since victory or defeat in life begins with choices, despite her strength, despite her talent, despite her gift, despite her skill, let me go, let me go to the 80s and 90s for a minute, despite her Rolodex, <laughs> now for all the millennials, a Rolodex is what you used to use to keep all your numbers together. Who still has one? You got a checkbook too. And a home phone landline, too, don't you? Uh-huh. I ain't hating ain't nothing wrong with it. You used to have a Rolodex. And listen, Rolodex, listen, you used to have a little cheap one that was like this here. Them were like $10, $15. But when you was really feeling like you was really doing good in business, you got the big one, the big circular one. I need some of y'all not to leave it. Like the big circular one where you can put the cover on it and you flip that thing and all that. Hold on, let me get the number. Hold on. What's her last name? See, it doesn't matter who you know. It doesn't matter how good you are. Because Jean made choices that created her own downfall. I need you to not be your own worst enemy. Because you can't manage not having a struggle. Because you can't manage not being in, in that situation no more. What do you mean can't manage it? Sometimes, watch this, we're about to look at a guy that's about to blow your mind. You've never read this story before. You've never heard this preach before. I can guarantee it. You just never heard it. I can guarantee it. Right? Somebody said, we're about to hear a word. We ain't never heard. I know that wasn't great English. Just flow with it. It sounded good. You ready? Are you ready? What if God says to you, I know you want out of this. 
but you're too arrogant to be out of this. Uh, we, we, we finna go there, so, so you in here. Lock the door. We, we in here. We finna go there. You ready? Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse number 3. We're about to go through several verses, and I want to show you somebody that's essentially Jean Grey of the Bible, the dark phoenix of the Bible. You ready? I says, you ready? I need y'all to talk to me. Second Chronicles 26, 3. You ready? Uzziah was 16 years old when he began to reign. Now, 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 now say he was young. Okay, now, now check this out. You might be young, but you ready. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, he was 16 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. Look at me, please. Jechaliah means perfection. So he couldn't blame his mama for why he was whack. He couldn't blame his daddy for why he was whack. Let me translate. Whack is a colloquialism that simply means one lacking the fervor and the favor and the impact that they could have. I need you to look at your name and say, you can't blame anybody. I need you to look at somebody and say, you can't blame anybody for your life. Say, you grown now. I need you to stop talking about, but the reason I don't trust is because of this. The reason I'm mad is because of this. Man, you're 25 years old. You're 35 years old. You're 40, but you're 50 years old. I need you to let go of what was so that you can embrace what is becoming. Throw your hands up. Say, I let go of what was. Stop being mad. Stop being upset. Stop getting, I don't understand why they did me like that. Because they wanted to. There's only two things that are true about people. They do what they want. And here's the second thing. They do what they want. They didn't get a how-to because they didn't have a want to. Let it be and move on. Look at verse 4. And he did what was right. Verse 4. And he did what was right. Somebody say he did right. In the eyes of the Lord. Look at me. Not his truth. Leave the verse up. We have this thing in American culture, and it's really pervasive in Denver, where everybody wants to have their truth. Now, it's one thing to be arrogant, and you're very good at what you do, even though you shouldn't be arrogant. It's another thing to be arrogant and not even be that good. We should never be arrogant, but if you're going to have a bad attitude, at least be the best. I'm just saying so what's it? Say the eyes of the Lord. Listen, your truth doesn't matter because your truth ain't right. It's not true. What do you mean it's not true? That's what I felt. Your feelings are your feelings. It's not the truth. Your truth isn't the truth. It's your perspective. See, if I asked you, tell me what's on this pulpit today. Let's have a perspective test. You ready? What's on the pulpit today? What would you say? You see, you see an Apple logo, which is the appropriate logo for those who like to get things done quickly. I'm just messing. I'm just messing, because these days, I don't know. I was thinking about going to the dark Phoenix side. And then I looked at the screen. I said, this is too much. I just don't even know where to start. This is just too much. Why is there four buttons and all of that? I need one, and this is too much. Now, now check this out. Check this out. You ready? But I don't see that. So that's your truth. My truth is I see a white screen. I see some logos up here. So, so who's right? Neither one, because neither one is complete. Did you catch that? 
So when you have this thing up, I got to tell, you know, and it's all over TV too. Tell your truth, baby. Tell your truth. Baby, you ain't got no truth. What you have is perspective. Because truth, watch this, can't be disputed. And what is truth? The Bible tells us that truth is this Greek word pistis, which means faith. So what is truth? What God says about it, not what we say about it. See, you say it was for your bad. God says it was for your good. That's truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, he did what was right in the eyes of who? The Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Now, according to all that his father Amaziah had done, verse 5. He set himself to seek God in the days of Zechariah. So notice, this guy seeks the Lord. Somebody say, he seeks the Lord. And he seeks God first. This is amazing. Because he says, God, I want to be right in your eyes. And not only do I want to be right in your eyes, he says, God, I want to make sure that I'm seeking you in everything that I do. And I need to make sure that I am seeking you first. Somebody say, first. Now listen to the next part of the verse. He says, in the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Now check this out. So not only does he seek God first, but watch this, he submitted to a man of God. Now, now that's deep, because watch this. We got a lot of people who think that, well, I'm just going to do my own thing with God, and I don't need church, I don't need a man of God, I don't need none of that. And consequently, if you look at those people's lives, they are dark phoenixes. They may have a rise, but their rise is followed by a fall because they can't be trusted to be on top. It's quiet right through here. Now, now, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Look at verse number. uh, Well, actually, I want to read the rest of verse (laughs) verse number uh, five. He says, as long as he sought the Lord. Say, as long as he sought the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord. The Bible says God made him prosper. Jesus Christ. He says, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Say this, say, as long as I seek the Lord, God will cause me to prosper. I need you not to let anything mess with your seek. I need you to not let your relationship get in the way of your seek. I need you to not let your past get in the way of your seek. I need you to not let your failure get in the way of your seek. I need you to not let anything get in the way of your seek. Can I tell you that secrets will often get in the way of your seek? Y'all ain't saying nothing. I've noticed that when people start acting funny with you, it's normally because they got something they're trying to hide from you. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let anything get in the way of your seek. What's this? He, he set himself to seek the Lord. And as long as he did that, so he seeks God and he submitted. Notice, Zechariah, who's the prophet, he's the man of God. He instructs him in the fear, in the reverence of God. So he's the king, but he keeps going to the man of God. He's the king, but he keeps going to the prophet. He's in charge, but he, ke- he says, I need somebody to tell me how to do this so that I don't screw this up. Because history is being recorded about me, and I don't want history to record that I was a sloppy king. I don't want history to record that I failed when I could have succeeded. I need you to realize history is being written about you, and it's time for your story to turn the page. It's time for your story to increase. It's time for your story to be better. Somebody say, it's time for my story to get better. It says, look at this. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Now, I want to skip down to verse number 15. Because it starts listing over the next 10 verses all these incredible things that he does. We're in Zechariah, or excuse me, 2 Chronicles 26 and verse number 15. It says, in Jerusalem he made machines, invented by skillful men. Now, notice that. It says, he made them. They were invented by somebody else. So this king is so good that other people come up with ideas that he ends up making happen. 
Sometimes you're trying to be the creative and all you need to be is the administrative. <laughs> Sometimes you're trying to figure out how to create something but all you got to learn how to do is work what's already been put out there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It says, in Jerusalem, he made machines invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners, to shoot arrows with great stones. I want you to read this next part with me like a big old army. And his fame spread far. Say that again. The next part. For he was marvelously held. Read the next part real loud. Till he was strong. We're going there. This guy, Uzziah, starts at 16. And he is the man. And God makes sure everybody knows he's good. Because he sought the Lord. And he submitted to a man of God. That's your Bible. You don't have to like it. That's in your Bible. Somebody say, that's in the Bible. That's when you come to church. What are you doing? You're being instructed in the Lord. That's why you can't let anything keep you out. And if you ever got to miss, you got to make sure you stream. Why? Because you can't let anything keep you from being instructed in the fear and the reverence of the Lord. I need somebody that's keeping God first in your life to just throw your hands up and say, you're first. And he needs to know that. Just like any other relationship would want to know that. If you married somebody, they need to know they first. It's way too quiet right through there. They need to know. That they need to know. And let me correct that because they're not first. Just let, let, me, let, me, let me back that up. Let me back that up. They want to know that they're important. Let me fix that so that y'all don't go misquote me. All right. Now, now, now watch this. He was helped marvelously. Say he was a phoenix. This boy was on the come up. He was rising. He was doing good on his job. He was doing good. He, 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 he was doing good in life. Everything was on the come up. Say the come up. And the Lord kept helping him. Say he's a phoenix. And then he got strong. It's amazing how loyal people are to you when they're struggling. The real test of who they are is when, watch this, they think they're strong. You ever had somebody that when they were struggling, they were, see, this happens in church. Folk come in, they struggle and all that. They're the most faithful servants. They're the most faithful givers. They're the most faithful. This, and then all of a sudden, they come out of that struggle. And then all of a sudden, after that, you're like, who is this? So evidently, watch this, who you were before ain't who you are now because watch this, you couldn't handle strength. Mm. He was marvelously helped until he was what? Strong. Say it with me. He was marvelously helped until he was what? Strong. Look at verse 16. But when he was strong, he grew proud. It's quiet in here and I can't figure out why. When they got the house, they got sloppy. When they got the relationship, they got sloppy. When they got promoted, they got I wish, y'all ain't going to talk to me? Fine. I'll preach it anyhow. When they finally got what they prayed for, they got sloppy. When they finally got God to break them out of that situation, they never should have got up. They forgot the God that did it for them. Is there anybody at 915 that can say, Lord, forgive me for forgetting When he got strong, 
When he had a little money in his pocket, he grew proud. He forgot about his wife. Forgot about the girlfriend that was with him when he wasn't nothing. <laughs> forgot. It's quiet. Forgot the people that prayed for him. I wish you tell the truth that you didn't ask some people do that to you. But when he was strong, he grew proud. Watch the next part. To his destruction. His pride caused him to destroy himself. He's a phoenix. He was on the rise. He started at the bottom. He made it. And then God had to slap him down. God said, oh, this is how you talk to Zechariah? Got you. Quiet in the church. This is how you do me? Look at what he did. Y'all don't like this. What did he do? He got unfaithful. How do you know you're prideful? You're unfaithful. What do you mean unfaithful? You're inconsistent. You can't be counted on. You can't be dependent on. And you think it doesn't matter because I'm strong. Pride has diluted you to making you think you the juice. Y'all ain't talking to me. Pride will dilute you and make you think, look, if I don't do it, who going to do it? Baby, the Lord will rise up another. It's quiet in here. He was unfaithful to the Lord his God, and he entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of the incense. Now, why is that significant? Because, watch this. You ready? Are you ready? He went in there to start doing the work of the priest because he thought he was just an equal to the priest. Okay? So, so he goes into the temple to do what was reserved for the priest. Let me make it simpler. He stopped doing what got him there. Honor got him there. He stopped it. Serving got him there. He stopped it. Giving got him there. He stopped it. Forgiving got him there. He stopped it. Following God's word got him there. He stopped it. Coming to church got him there. He stopped it. And he says, well, I'm going to go burn some incense. That was reserved for the priest, and nobody else could do it. And look at what happens. It's going to get real. Y'all ready? Please talk back to me like an army. Y'all ready? But Azariah, the priest, went in after him with 80 priests of the Lord who were men of valor. Now, these weren't just preachers. These was fighting preachers. He took some warriors with him. Let me pause for the cause and say, listen, sometimes you need to make sure the people around you can fight. I don't mean literally, unless that's what it called for. I mean, they can fight spiritually. You got to have some people around you that can sense that you ticked off and that, watch this, ain't got to come out. What's wrong? You okay? I'll tell you what's wrong with me. The fact that you didn't know what to do when you saw something was wrong with me. That's what's wrong with me. Why didn't you go pray? Why didn't you go war? Why didn't you make sure the situation got handled? What's wrong with me is that you've been around me and you don't know how to handle when something's wrong with me. Touch your neighbor and say, get you some fighters on your squad. Now, you need some folk that'll fight for you. Some folk that'll pray for you. Some folk that'll war for you. Shout yeah! Watch. Azariah went in after him, and he took 80 fighters. How do you know they were fighters? They're called men of valor. That was a term for fighters. C code thug. Not in a bad way. 
What's a thug mean? It just means whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We know he's the king, but he's out of order. We know he's the coordinator, but he's out of order. We know they got a badge, but they're out of order. Watch. Verse 18. And they withstood King Uzziah. He's the king. Come here. Come here. Won't you? Won't you come? Is there one? Where the chair <laughs> So you're going to be Uzziah for this illustration, and you're going to be all 80. And that's a wrap. So the king coming here with his censer, here's the censer, and he's like, I'm going to burn some incense to the Lord. And the king comes in. No, come up. Here's the altar. Walk over to the altar. Walk up. And he's like, I'm the king. Now, remember, what got him to be king and kept him in the king? His honor. So what does he now do that he thinks he's strong? Dishonors. Tithing got him out of debt. Now he's out of debt. He don't tithe. All right? All right? So then Azariah comes in with 80. You all 80. All right? Now, withstand him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, look. Okay. Now, there you go. Okay. Now, freeze frame. Freeze. Okay. Let me read the rest of the verse. Verse 18, and they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, it is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That's our job, the sons of Aaron, the consecrated priests. You ain't one of those. You're doing wrong, and God ain't going to honor it. You're out of order. Would you just touch your neighbor and say, don't get out of order? Y'all ain't saying nothing. Would you just touch somebody else and say, stay in order? Even if you're right, but you're out of order, God won't honor you. Verse 19, then Uzziah gets angry. Buck up. It's a dramatization. Not like buck up, like freeze frame it, like this here. No, but put your hands up so you look mad. But like this though, like, like boys in the hood, you know what I mean? <laughs> now freeze frame let me read the rest of the verse y'all ready y'all ready when he gets checked rather than repents he gets angry when he hears a message in church that's like yeah you know that's talking to me rather than say lord forgive me he's like mm, i don't really know if i agree with that i don't feel this I <laughs> now he had the censer in his hand to burn that incense you ready? And when he got angry with the priest, when he got angry with the priest, touch your neighbor and say, be careful who you bust out on. Y'all in here, no, say, be careful who you have an outbreak on. Let me see if I say it another way. Say, be careful who you get angry with. Watch what the verse says. And when he got angry with the priest, what, what was his sin? Being angry with the wrong person. What does the Bible say? Leprosy broke out on his forehead. Let me, hold on. Somebody give me a glue bottle or something out of one of these. Give me a school supply. Come on, come on, come on. It's on the spot, on the spot. No, you over here, priest. Give me some glue. That'll work. Thank you. This is unplanned. This ain't white, though. We got white glue? Somebody find me some white glue. 
Will it show up white? Oh, there we go. White. That's what I want. That good old white glue. You ready? Come on, have fun in church. Jesus. Some of y'all look, oh my God. Have fun in church. What did he do? What does the verse say? What did he do? No, but, but what did he do to, to have leprosy? When he got angry with the priest, leprosy broke out on his forehead. Y'all see the leprosy? In the presence of the priest in the house of the Lord by the altar of incense. Look at me, please. Say a miracle. The miracle was where he was judged. Leprosy wasn't permitted in the temple, nor were lepers permitted in the temple. Sometimes when we say miracle signs and wonders, the miracle is how God corrects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please go with me, 915. So God ended up, you'll be all right. So God ended up doing it in a place he wouldn't normally do it. This sometimes explains why circumstances and situations, gracias, I'm on this too still, Spanish lessons. Leprosy broke out on his face. Now, why is leprosy significant? Somebody say, why leprosy? Why? Leprosy was a disease of the nervous system. It means that even when you were cut and bleeding, you wouldn't know it. Even when you needed some emotional help, you wouldn't know it. Even when you needed some spiritual help, you wouldn't know it. So consequently, you keep cutting yourself on things that you bump into. But because you can't feel what you're in, you don't know that you're bleeding. I wish you lay your hands on yourself say, I declare feelings coming back. Because sometimes God, the way he has to deal with you is that, watch this, he allows spiritual leprosy of sorts to come in. I'm going wipe to your, wipe your head. Let me go. And it's going to drip now. Now turn, 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 turn the front so they can see the leprosy. It starts on his forehead, and they rushed him out quickly. Now rush him out. Rush him out over here. Just right over here. Rush him out. Rush him out. Rush him out. Stay right there. Freeze frame. Step into the light, Caroline. Right there. Freeze frame. All right. Now, since they're rushing, you got to kind of like, ah, okay. I was the director of a movie in another life. Okay. <laughs> What's this? Verse 20. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked at him. And behold, he was leprous in his forehead. They rushed him out quickly, and he himself hurried to go out because the Lord had struck him. The Lord said, dude, we were good. And then you got strong. You were a phoenix, but watch this. You were a dark phoenix. Come on, movie. Because when you got strong, you got arrogant. You got prideful. You were too good to talk to people. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. You were too good to be nice to people. You were too good to celebrate people. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You thought it was all about you, Uzziah. It was all about you, 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 you. So you did an attitude and not care that it affected the rest of the team. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Verse 21, and King Uzziah was a leper. So then it spread from his forehead. I ain't going to put all that glue on you. It, all of his body, he became a leper. So he had feeling nowhere. Somebody say nowhere. He literally, he could cut himself on his arm and his arm would become diseased. He literally died of his own self-destruction because he couldn't feel when he was bleeding. He couldn't feel when he was messed up. Y'all, Some of y'all ain't saying nothing to me. 
I pray you ain't sitting next to a leper. Just touch your neighbor and say, not today. And I don't mean it literally. It's a spiritual thing. For him, it was literal. For us today, it's a spiritual thing. Now, it still literally exists as a disease, but the, the lesson for us is a spiritual lesson. When you get too strong, sometimes God has to take feeling. I pray you don't be too strong for your own good. Touch your neighbor say, don't be too strong for your own good. And King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. And being a leper, he had to live in a separate house. For he was excluded from the house of the Lord. So now, take him to his house. This is his house. Boom. Okay, good. As a leper, nobody else could touch him. He ruined every relationship that could help him. The only people that could come around him were people that had the same issue. It's quiet in this church. He lived in a separate house. He's excluded from the house of the Lord. And Jotham, his son, was over the king's household, governing the people of the land. Look at me. That one act made him lose the whole kingdom. He's now locked away from the thing he spent years building. He's locked away from it. Watch this. And somebody else takes it over because of his arrogance. I pray that what, watch this, watch this. I pray that what you've been saying is next for you. God don't have to give it to somebody else. Throw your hands up, say, my house is next. So let me close it out. That's why sometimes, thank you, King Uzziah and Azariah and all 80 of the priests. This is why sometimes, somebody say sometimes. This is why sometimes God leaves things undone so you're not too strong for your own good. Can I show you a scripture and then I'm gonna, then we're done with this message? Are you getting anything out of this message? Second Second Corinthians 12 and 7. Watch this. This is gonna blow your mind. This is the Apostle Paul. Look what he says. So to keep me from being conceited. Quiet. Conceited people judge themselves on their scale, not the scale of who they work for or who they serve or who they're under. If you work for a company, you can't say, I did a great job. No, did the boss say you did a great job? You thinking you did great don't mean nothing. The Bible says, please, who you serve. Let me prove it to you. If you go to a restaurant, they're like, we put our foot in that hamburger. Not if you don't think they put their foot in that hamburger. You might literally think they put their foot off in that hamburger. It's quiet. It's quiet. Thank you. I got some support over here. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. So to keep me from being conceited. Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations. Paul said, I know some stuff. Paul said, I'm gifted. Paul said, I'm talented. Paul said, I got the juice. Paul said, the Lord's given me revelation. So look what God gave him as a gift. A thorn. A thorn was given me in the flesh. Watch! A messenger of Satan. To harass me. To keep me from being conceited. Look at me. What's conceited mean? Excessively proud. What do we learn makes us successful? How do we know we're excessively proud? When we become unfaithful. How do you know when you're excessively proud? When you become unfaithful. When you become undisciplined. When you become disloyal. Those are all signs that there's a pride problem. Now lay your hands on yourself say, but not in me. Please say it, say not in me. 
Say, I release every ounce of pride, every ounce of arrogance, every ounce of conceit right now. If you're grateful that you get an opportunity to release that, would you just give a two-second praise? Go! All right. Let me finish it. Verse 8. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this. He says, three times I said, Lord, please let this leave me. Look at me. What is it you've been asking God to change? And his response has been no. And you know it's no because it ain't changed. You've sown, you've fasted, you've prayed, you've turned around, you've jumped, you've danced, you've shouted. And his response still is, that's great. No. Notice, notice, at 1115, I have time to deal deeper. It says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. Notice, it says it's a messenger of Satan. It didn't say him, but it. I don't have time to deal with that. Verse 9, but he said to me, this is what God's response is. Paul, Uzziah, say your first name. My grace is sufficient for you. My power, my power, watch this. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Look at me. Not weakness like Paul was out there, you know, living ratchet and raggedy and all of that. Talking about, I just can't, I just can't stop twerking. I just can't stop twerking. I, 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 that ain't, that ain't, that ain't what I'm, that ain't what the Bible, that ain't this. Say amen to that so I can leave that alone. I just don't know why. I just can't. So it's music. Come on, my body just start moving. I don't even know. No, 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 no. That's not what it means. Weakness. <laughs> Weakness. <laughs> it be calling me, man. It be calling me. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I ain't talking about that. Weakness isn't the thorn. In Greek, you ready? Weakness here is the handicap that goes with the weakness. So when he says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness, God isn't saying, I want to keep you in sin or I want to keep you in an issue. No, he says, listen, my strength is made perfect because there's a handicap that comes with that thorn. That handicap makes you get on your knees and pray. That handicap makes you worship. That handicap keeps you faithful. Watch this. Come here, uh, uh, Israel. Uh, come here, Jacob. That was his name before it was changed. He says, listen, you wrestle with me and you wrestle with me. And he says, so I'm going to touch your hip so that you're going to have a limp when you walk. And that limp is going to remind you, that handicap is going to remind you that you need the Lord. I need somebody to throw your hands up and say, Lord, I need you. Tell him like you mean and say, Lord, your will, not my will be done. Say, I need you. I need you. I need somebody that knows that you need the Lord to just let them know that you. God, we need you. God, we need you. God, we're depending on you. God, we trust you. Shout, Lord, I need you. Watch. He says, he says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. In other words, he says, the thorn creates a handicap. The handicap is what makes me stay faithful. The handicap reminds me not to read the news about me and 
and think all the good is right. What are you trying to say? Sometimes when you get strong, you'll think you did it. Sometimes when we get strong, now you got your promotion, you got your new office, you got your new little stapler set. And now, watch this, you slipping on how you serve God here, when that's what got you that blessing out there. You ain't got to like it, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Forgiving was how you got blessed. And now you're walking around talking about, you're going to hold on. You ain't forgiving. Like you punishing somebody. When you were struggling, you forgave everybody. When you got strong, I ain't going to be able to do that. I, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. God says, so am I. Until you repent for your arrogance, your conceit, and your pride. Uzziah, I'm done. You won't even feel that you're hurt. You'll be numb. I know this is a heavy word for a Sunday, but y'all, look. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Here's his last part. Here's what Paul was saying. I'm not afraid to admit, and this is where we all got to be, guys. I'm not afraid to admit I'm under construction. Is there anybody? I'm not afraid to admit that I'm under construction. And you know what happens when you're in a construction site? Um, you ever drove through a construction site? Is as clean as it looks. There's nails. I've had several of those nails in my tires. <laughs> like it didn't even look like what it was. It didn't even look like something could damage based on how good it looked from the surface. Paul said, I'm not afraid to admit. Yeah, I got this revelation. I got this. I got that. I got this. I got that. But I'm still da, 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 under. I'm done because I'm over time, but I needed to make sure we get this. Is there anybody in here that can say, I'm not afraid to admit that I'm still And I may not be where I want to be, but I can thank God I'm not where I used to be. Let's be, let's be humble 915 and say, I'm still under construction. Say it again. Say, I'm still under construction. You better hear me 915. You might mess up sometimes. You might fail sometimes. You might blow it sometimes. And pride will make you shut your mouth when you need to open it. Pride will make you not apologize when you need to apologize. Pride will make you not fix it when you need to fix it. I need to get humility in this room. I need us to corporately repent together and say, Lord, forgive me for my pride, for my arrogance, for my conceit. You are my hope. You are my strong tower. You are my source. I need you. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm under construction. And in this moment, I renew my commitment to not be too strong for my own good. I renew my commitment 
that you can trust me with success greater than what I have. So you can trust me with success. I won't be the dark phoenix. I'll just be the phoenix. I'm going to rise. I'm going to rise. I'm going to rise. Shout, my house is next. My house is next. Now give God a great praise in here now. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.